Keely Ringo is quietly the one of the best cornerbacks in the country, in my opinion. Welcome to My Got a Podcast. I'm Jim Wood. In this episode, John Powell and I review Georgia's 62 to nothing thrashing of Vanderbilt. As always, remember to check out store.mygotapodcast.com to see our latest merch. And you can follow us on social media at My Got a Podcast. Finally, if you like what you hear, please subscribe, rate, five stars obviously, and review the show. If you leave us a review, you just might hear it on an upcoming episode. Now, let's join the conversation in progress. So I would say Saturday went not as we had hoped for you personally, uh, but as far as on the field, it was everything we had hoped for and more. <laughs> yeah, no, the game was fantastic. Uh, my, my travels, my travels were, uh, were less than ideal. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you made it, you made it. I know car trouble on the way, uh, but ultimately got there safe and sound. So that's at least good. We ultimately got here. Yeah, exactly. Um, we're at the beach. There's not, not a whole lot of complaining you can do at the beach, but uh, it's definitely been accommodative errors for vacation time. Um, <laughs> however, um, the dogs rolled. We, I was getting text messages from you guys while I was driving. I was trying to be respectful of my family because <laughs> I've got kids that were trying to watch videos and things like that. And I was trying to follow along, but with the car trouble stress, like I just, I couldn't, I couldn't follow along the way that I wanted to. Um, however, I was seeing the text messages pop up on the, uh, on the CarPlay and I couldn't decide if we were up by a thousand points or if we were in a barn burner throughout the game um, because it sounded like there were some critiques on the offense, but then we were beating the piss out of them. So, Right. Yeah. It was probably the confusion of the second quarter. Uh, I'll say like, you know, I feel like historically, like our concern has been like the, like, playing to the level of your competition sometimes, you know, so like kind of playing, we may play up to teams, but we would also play down to teams. Um, And so, you know, and then the noon kickoff and on the road, I've, I can't remember ever seeing us do that to a team before, like the way we just jumped on them. Um, And I got to say, like, for me, that the opening defensive, the opening possession that Vanderbilt had the third down when Jalen Carter shed a block, and just obliterated their running back. Uh, it just set the tone for the game. And then um, it was just like short field after short field and, you know, touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. <laughs> it was, uh, I, I, I've never seen us do that anybody. It was, it was impressive and it was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, no, it was, it was awesome. I, I, I'm, I, I have seen the game. Um, I haven't seen the entirety of the fourth quarter just, just yet, but um, obviously I've paid attention to all the stat lines and the score and all that stuff. And um, yeah, just an absolute, absolute be done. That, that play that you're talking about, that was pretty awesome where he just absolutely exploded, um, exploded their running back. But um, yeah. You haven't, yeah. you haven't, you haven't missed much by not watching the full fourth quarter yet. Um, yeah, because you know I, I had to switch, so I watched the first half on TV and then listened to the second half on the radio. Um, for, well, I was at a soccer game, 
And I think I, I tweeted something to that effect. And it was a listener. I think it was bread building re- replied and said that, um, it wasn't sure that I really needed to go back and rewatch it because at that point it was kind of like watching the G day game, which that's true. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that was, I think that was pretty accurate. That was always, um, that was always the hope was that we could get into the the twos and threes. Uh, I, you know, if I had one critique, like I really would have hoped that this is the type of game that Brock uh, Vandegrift would have gotten some, some game time in, but you know, figures, figures can't be choosers with uh, four, you know, quality quarterbacks on the roster, getting your backup as much, as much experience as possible. Although, you know, I think that, some stuff that I thought was in my watching of how Stetson did, I was I was actually kind of impressed with with how he played. I saw a lot of stuff online. I think the text thread was also popping about how he wasn't wasn't doing so good. Like, yeah, I mean, he made some poor decisions, but like, and I think that there was a couple of opportunities for him to to pull the ball and, and take off running. But I thought he did a really good job. Otherwise, I mean, we were we were rocking and rolling. Yeah, I think it was. Just, just the, I would say it was the second quarter, right? I think he did much better in the third quarter. So the second quarter, like right when he came in, it was like, wait, we didn't score a touchdown. Yeah, we only <laughs> scored, we only scored yeah. once. Yeah. So that, and then the the pick. Although the pick happened right after a drop, so there was a, a drop, um, and then you know a couple of plays later he threw the pick, which the pick was not a not a good decision. Um, and I don't know, there's another like non-touchdown drive where I think it was there there was a naked bootleg to the left, which I know you you say you don't want to see that with JT. They, they did it with Stetson. Um that was not successful. But yeah, I mean I think at that point it's kind of picking that's I mean 62 to nothing, like whatever. When the when the first team was in there across the board, it was uh it was unbelievable. It was a beatdown like I'd I'd never seen. Um I guess a couple of things. Like number one, I, I again I, I tweeted out like if you had uh, Brock Bowers scoring the first touchdown on a jet sweep, then you win all the things. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, we we called him out preseason as someone to watch for, and we were excited. But I'm not even going to pretend like I expected him to do what, anything like what he's doing. Yeah, for real. Um, I think that we mentioned it on. I think I mentioned it on our last episode, but. I genuinely believe that we may be approaching an all-American true freshman tight end um, at the University of Georgia, which is just absolute dog porn. Oh, sweet Jesus. What? Darnell Washington and Tyke Smith are full go for Saturday. Mm. Nice. All right. We'll, no, we'll get no, longer, no longer listed as day-to-day. Awesome. Awesome. We'll get that. Will be much discussed when we preview Arkansas. Um, but no, no. So yes, sorry, I, I hesitated there. Totally agree on on Bowers, and I know I think he's starting to get some look at whatever the tight end position award is. Is it the, the Mackey Award? I think right. Like I think he's got to be he's got to be considered for that. And I mean, he's, uh, I mean, he's our best player on, on offense right now. I think it's pretty safe to say. Yeah, it is the Mackey award. Um, yeah. And I would say that he's obviously a, a crucial part of the offense because of the way that they've like game plan. I mean, please tell me when in the S when was the last time in the sec? I mean, certainly at the university of Georgia, when was the last time we had a tight end score on a jet sweep? 
for more than like 20 plus yards. I can't remember how long that run was, but like, are you kidding me? Like yeah, a tight end. It, it, it wasn't that far of a run. Like I think it was, it was goal to go, I think, but still, I mean, it wasn't like it was on the one, like he got, you know, he got a few yards. I don't remember ever seeing anyone do that. I mean, you know, I mean, Kyle Pitts is a fast guy. I don't know that Florida ever ran an end around or jet sweep with Kyle Pitts. Um, I don't watch enough Florida to know the answer to that. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> like, right. I, we've certainly never seen it in Georgia. I mean, that's the kind of play that, you know, we would see, you you know, okay. So the, when we really started implementing that play, I feel like was like when Champ Bailey was in school, right? So like the jet, the, specifically the jet sweep as opposed to an end around. I mean, we used to run that play with Champ Bailey. And since then, it's been the super fast guys, you know, Champ Bailey, Isaiah McKenzie, right? Nicole Hardman. Like, those are the kind of guys that you would do that on. And like, you know, today would be, you would think, you know, Jermaine Burton, Arian Smith. And then now that we've added Brock Bowers into the fold there, that was, uh, that, <laughs> I mean, it was awesome. Like, I don't really have anything else to say about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, that, that was fantastic. I mean, Win probability never got below ninety eight percent for the entirety of the of the game, so that's just mm. absolute just domination. Um, looking at the team stats is again another dog porn situation. Five hundred thirty two yards, seventy seven total yards for for Vanderbilt. Like, are you kidding me? Holding any team under under a hundred yards total yards is just absolute ridiculous, and they nearly had almost as many turnovers as they did first downs, three turnovers and four first downs um, to our 28 first downs and one turnover, obviously. But um, yeah, yeah, that, that is just absolutely phenomenal. So I was like towards the, like after we recorded last week, you know, as I continued to like, you know, read stuff online and, and, and listen to other Georgia podcasts, you know, I, I was getting a sense, like a lot of people were saying like, well, sure, we were all mad about, you know, the cancellation last year when it happened, but, you know, cooler heads have prevailed and it's not going to really be a factor. I mean, am I wrong? I mean, I feel like it was definitely a factor. I don't know. Like just the way we jumped on them like that and as jacked as everyone was, I don't know. I feel like it was bothering them, at least in the first quarter. <laughs> maybe we maybe we forgave them after we got up 35 to nothing because we sat and didn't, you know, didn't score in the second quarter. Um, well, we did. We got a field goal. But anyway, um, I feel like it. Uh, I, I feel like they kind of showed that they were upset about it. Yeah. No, I, I think that a statement was certainly made. Um, certainly. Um, some other stuff that I saw. I feel like the Twitters were the Twitters and possibly the tech tw- Twitters and possibly the text thread were a little unfair with the, um, the running game situation. So yeah. watch, watching it, watching it um, live, like, okay, you look at the stat line. Okay. We averaged five yards a rush. We also had over almost 250 yards rushing. It was 240 yards. Um, we averaged five yards a rush. So that obviously is not like, you know, it's not going to light up light up anyone's day kind of thing however um it is um it is worth noting that we were averaging probably uh i want to say we were averaging over almost 10 yards of carry or over 10 yards of carry through the first couple of quarters so like 
clearly when we started putting in the twos and threes and that kind of thing, like that the the run game kind of the quality kind of dropped off. Although it was nice to see um where's Scott Howard when you need him? Dejan? Dejan? I can't remember. Dejan. Dejan. I don't don't have the soundboard right now, but it's, it is Dejan Edwards. Yes. Dejan. Yeah, yeah. We're a little little hindered on the technology right now. Um it was nice to see him get some carries. Um he had, yeah. he had a pretty pretty decent game there towards the end. So I uh, got a touchdown. So that was good. I mean, I think we had what? We had uh one, two, three, three different running backs had touchdowns in this game. So that was nice. Yeah. yeah. And then uh I guess what five players scored a rushing touchdown because McConkey had a rushing touchdown and then Bowers had a rushing touchdown. Um I also True. had a a neighbor buddy of mine, just in like our kind of our neighborhood dad's uh, group text we've had going. Someone said, like, it was like, hey, Jim, maybe Georgia should stop scoring now. Um, and, and I was like, there's 13 minutes left in the fourth quarter. And that was our fifth string running back. Like, if you can't stop it, not our fault. <laughs> after after Dejon Edwards scored, uh, it, it, that was pretty crazy. Um, I do have to add, too, I definitely laughed um that Kenny McIntosh scored his touchdown on a run of the middle so I had to point that out <laughs> <laughs> well so you, you point that out but I think uh I, I can't remember someone on Twitter if it was pain dog if it was 50 uh 51 to 51 um, to 7 JTA. yeah yeah sorry sorry <laughs> I, was thinking, I was I was trying to finish my thought but was getting ahead of myself um yeah, I, the the, fav, the favorite play from Kenny is the outside run, which which was true yeah. because it was there all day long for him. It felt like, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, overall, there's there's not a whole lot to to complain about. I mean, you you did what you did. Um, I mean, JT Daniels was nine of ten, 129 yards passing, two touchdowns, no interceptions. I mean, that's pretty unbelievable. Much a, pretty much a clean day at the office for him i had i hadn't gone back and looked at the box score yet he was nine of ten i didn't even he realize was nine, that. he was nine of ten that one that one that one incompletion was a drop too i'm was, pretty sure i was just about to say i believe that that one was a drop too so yeah and i think it was it brock bowers because i think he dropped one and it was like oh, brock bowers dropped a pass what just happened <laughs> yeah uh, yeah um I think I'm getting that right. I think that was this game. Maybe it was last game. I'm losing track. But the one thing I was going to say, like about the run game, I think probably what you're saying of like uh, overreacting in the text thread, and I certainly did. I know for me personally, I think probably what's resonating there to you was when we, you know, one of the things we had talked about was would we see the jumbo package? Uh, I think it was sure. Fletcher Proctor had asked, right? Would we see a trick play? And we were kind of, we were thinking no. And we did see the return of the jumbo package, but again, it was at the point where uh, we had, you know, JT was out of the game. We, we wasn't the starters. I'm not even sure who was in on offensive line, if it was a starting line. And it was also, we ran James Cook right up the middle into that, into that formation. So I think better chance for success with Zamir White. Although that was my frustration though, uh, was probably that singular play, but that we you know, we had the jumbo package but didn't get a hold. But whatever. One one play, like again, we won 62 to nothing. Like hindsight, I don't so much care about it. That was kind of a heat of the moment. That was me being irrational fan during the game. But after the game, <laughs> agreed. <laughs> not as worried. Yeah, no, uh, I'm not as worried looking at the 
looking at the replay as closely as I did because um, I was actually like rewinding and stuff, trying to figure out like what was going on with some of the things, like just um, yeah, almost almost like watching it that way, knowing what the score at least in this game. <laughs> had, we, <laughs> right. had we had we had lost, like that would have been a much different experience. I don't even know that I could have done it. Yeah, but I, um, you, you know the game's going well, though, for Georgia when, like, it's the second quarter and the broadcast has already devolved into talking about donuts. Like, you know, <laughs> it, in the South Carolina game, it at least made some sense because, you know, Todd Blackledge was doing his Taste of the Town thing, and that's when they brought up the donuts. I mean, they don't even have that kind of segment. It was second quarter, they're talking about donuts. Um, but then I definitely, I, that's the point where I started questioning, like, when are we going to, are they going to start talking about Arch Manning, even though like he's not there, that didn't happen, <laughs> but, but there was like a ton of Munson talk. I don't know. This would be the only reason I would say, because you, if you haven't rewatched the fourth quarter yet, there was a lot of Munson talk. Um, they were basically, um, advertising for the SEC storied, uh, I already forgot what it's called, like more than a voice, right. And there's a Munson segment within that. Um, okay. so they, they were, they were trying to talk that up. And so then they started just telling Munson stories and trying to imitate Munson a lot in the fourth quarter. So fourth quarter is worth a rewatch just for that alone. Not, not so much what's on the field, but that, that was excellent. <laughs> That's funny. Oh man. Yeah, dude. Um, I would love for this to continue to carry over into this next game that we have coming up this weekend. But um, overall, there's really not a whole lot to to truly complain about. I could probably nitpick yeah. on a couple of things that I saw from some of the wide receiver groups. Um, I think I saw A.D. Mitchell have some blocking problems on the perimeter runs. Um, as we've kind of seen, like some of the wide receiver blocking has been mm-hmm. somewhat suspect on some of these running plays, um, which maybe yep. is contributing to some of the running talk. But um, like there was a play, there was a play early in the game when I thought that had AD picked up his block a little bit better, that it would have sprung, it would have sprung. I can't remember who it was running. And I want to say it was cook. It would have sprung cook for a long, a long game. Um, mm. but, uh, I think the other thing, and maybe you can edit this out. I don't remember, but why didn't was what Milton was hurt. Yeah, Milton was hurt. Yep. So yeah, no, no need to no need to modify. Um, Milton had a shoulder injury. Um, like it was the kind of thing where Kirby said he was banged up, could have played if we needed him, kind of deal. So he was there. Is my I'm pretty sure like he was there. I think he was there and he was dressed out, but he just didn't okay. play. Um, okay. Sounds like he'll be fine for Arkansas, uh, but they basically precautionary held him out. Yeah. Right. I think so he dinged up his shoulder against South Carolina, something like that. Okay. And then there was someone that didn't that didn't travel with the team that we were surprised about. There was, and I can't remember who that was. I can't remember. I think John mentioned it to us. So I, I guess we we've talked a lot of a lot of offense. Um and I guess there isn't a whole lot more to say about the defense other than like it was a shutout and we, we did say the yard what was it 77 yards, I think was the final. Um, I had a, a couple of tweets I had kind of saved during the game. Like Anthony Dasher had said that the Georgia's record for fewest total yards allowed in the game was 39 yards versus the Citadel in 1958. 
in 55 yards against Tennessee Tech in 2009. So I think this was the third fewest yards the Georgia defense has ever allowed in a game, uh, which is impressive. Yeah, no kidding. It was um, – I mean, like I said, anytime you're you're holding a team, an SEC team – I get it, it's Vanderbilt. Um, but anytime you're holding a team like that in the SEC to less than 100 yards, um, you're – you're playing lights out defense, man. Like, and it just seems to get better um, every week. Yeah. And uh, apologies to Clark Lee. I said Leah, but it gives you a bit, I think about the level of respect that we had for them going in that the, the university of Georgia's uh, game guide PDF had his name spelled wrong. (laughs) 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 They they had it like L E A H, which is why I was saying Leah. Uh, so yeah, Clarkley. Um, I thought that was funny. Uh, right. I guess on the other side of the ball too, this is a, this is another good one. I guess. So this, this was from chip chip towers. I guess during the game, Lauren Smith leaned over to chip and said that Georgia's 35 points in the first quarter was a record for most points scored before lunch. <laughs> <laughs> so good, most good points old. scored before lunch. That's great. Good all Lauren. And then I did have one Bulldog brunch thing. This is something that, that Jeff Dancer asked and, and who was saying he wanted to research was the fact that we had two players in this game score a rushing and a receiving team. Or sorry, a rushing and a receiving touchdown. Um, and that would be Brock Bowers and Lad McConkey. They both had one, one on the ground and one in the air. And like, had that ever happened again? Or had that ever happened before? So that, that's a, that'll be a good one. We, we need the, the, the staff folks to, to crunch that. But and then, I mean, just with with uh, with the defense. I mean, am I right here? We this is four games, and we've had an interception in all four of the four, first four games. I mean, I'd be surprised if that's ever happened before either. Yeah, no, I, I remember this, you know the interceptions, the sacks, everything. Um, I think that uh, what was it? Brent Brent Rollins had tweeted out something today. I think it was about Keely Ringo, how he was targeted like 11 times, zero mm. receptions, something like that. Yeah. Like, and, and that's not the first game that something like that's happened. Keely Ringo is quietly the one of the best cornerbacks in the country, in my opinion. And it's one of those things that, like, you'll never be able to see it on a stat sheet. Like, he, he does, he's got a couple mm-hmm. – I think he's got right. a couple of interceptions, but, like, he doesn't have a whole lot of tackles. Like, I don't know that he has necessarily a whole lot of pass breakups or anything like that. Like he's not sacking mm-hmm. the quarterback like crazy, but like literally Keely Ringo is the Island that wide receivers go to die. <laughs> yeah. And he's, you know, he's got what he had at least one pass interference against Clemson. Um, but I felt like that was a bad call. The other thing to remember is sometimes pass interference is actually a good play, right? I mean, it's only a 15-yard penalty in college. Um, right. You know, that, that's the worst case, right, when you commit it. So sometimes it's a, it's a good decision to do that. Um, yeah, totally, for sure, for sure. Yeah, the defense is – I mean, uh, I was nitpicking them after South Carolina a bit. Nothing really to nitpick here. Um, and, again, to show you how good uh, – how, how good the defense was playing and it's just like the offense right uh i got this from graham coffee jordan davis only played nine snaps 
Jordan only Jordan Davis only played nine snaps. He only played nine snaps, and we still did that. What? Yep. So was it Jalen Carter? Like who who was who was his replacement? Yeah, Carter played a lot, but then I yeah. think we rotated a lot of guys. And that's the thing where for me, like I haven't gone back and watched it in, in detail. Like in the second half, you know, I, I was listening on the radio. Oh, although we did have it again, uh apologies for not having the soundboard handy today, but we did have a sack from Robert Beal. Robert Beal. <laughs> and like it was it was, <laughs> I, I it was so amazing because the pod, the <laughs> podcast account got tagged uh by Josh Hancher by Dog Stats. He he tagged the account. And then, like, uh, I think, you know, Logan runs a 960 uh, Twitter account, and he tweeted out from there, like, the Robert Beal. <laughs> so good. And so then I, I said something to Logan about it, and he was like, I haven't heard the radio call yet, but I hope I hope Scott didn't mis- mispronounce his name. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was perfect. Uh, that was perfect. Yeah. And a lovely little nugget of, of information for everyone to enjoy. Exactly. Um, Let's see. What else? What else? Well, do you I got? did want to hit hit our yeah. So to revisit our predictions, uh, we both picked uh, Zamir White as the leading rusher, and he was. Uh, there wasn't a lot of individual rushing yards for anyone. He had what like forty eight yards, fifty yards, something like that. It was relatively low, but he, had, he did lead the team. He had forty eight yards rushing, and okay, uh, Dejan had forty six. Okay, so right there. But yeah, I mean, Zamir just didn't play a lot. <laughs> frankly um so that there and then uh you know we were we were uh i picked the i took the over so i was right there uh we hit the over just ourselves <laughs> um and then you know we, we both uh had georgia winning significantly but neither of us had uh, had a shutout so um like i said it exceeded it, it i expected to take care of business um, but not like that, not, not to be that, uh, thorough. That was, it was amazing. Yeah. Uh, well, let's see. Any other, any other tidbits, any other items of, of no, Oh, I did. I didn't see something and it's Vanderbilt related, but it was post game. Um, mm-hmm. I did see something interesting about our, our competition this past week was, um, Vanderbilt before World War II was a very different team than Vanderbilt after World War II. They had like mm. 291 victories before World War II and only like 99 losses. And since World War II, they've had 291 victories and almost 600 losses. Wow. I did not realize that. I, I knew they were good like back in like the early, you know, at the dawn of the SEC kind of deal. Uh, right. That's interesting. Did they? Hmm, I don't know. Like, did they just not take it as seriously after the war? Do we know? So I saw. Was there I a reason? On, yeah. So I saw it on. Um, I saw it on Twitter this morning. I feel like, but it was just one of those things that, or maybe it was on the broadcast. I can't remember exactly, but it was just one of those things, um, and it was it was just mentioned. And I remember thinking like, man, what happened? Like what did they just decide to stop playing sports after that? Like what happened? Hmm. Yeah. That is weird. We'll have to get on that. Well, well, let's, well, let's be sure to investigate that before we preview Vanderbilt next year. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> we'll make a note and note to uh, check it out. What happened to Vanderbilt after world war two, they just disappeared. Right. 
right right uh all right well uh like i i don't really have much else to say say about it it was uh an epic beatdown. um you know one of the one of the biggest wins we've ever had we we, we did break the uh scoring record in the series right so what 45 points was the largest margin of victory against vanderbilt hitting in and so now we know that the largest margin of victory is, is 62 points. It's quite easy math uh, <laughs> to, to go from now on. Now we won't have Winsipedia and Georgia Dogs disagreeing on the uh, what game had the large, largest margin of victory between these two schools. Right. Um, circling back to the, the, the folks that, we, that didn't travel, um, yeah. it, was, it was Blaylock. Dominic Blaylock went from being ahead of Kiaris Jackson on the – on the um, injury front, remember? Mm, and we were, hope- yeah. we were hopeful to get him back, but he didn't travel. He didn't even travel right. uh, on this game. And then other tra- non-travelers were Arian Smith, which I have mentioned as well. Seemed like he got hurt more than what is being told as a, as a contusion or whatever. Right. Um, but he did not travel to Vanderbilt, which I'm hoping – based on the availability of Washington and Smith for next week. Um, obviously they didn't travel this week uh, for Vanderbilt, but next week for, um, for Arkansas, uh, I'm hoping that all four of them are able to contribute. Um, yep. So, yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. And you know, Arkansas, uh, obviously we'll get into that. We'll preview them, but just recapping the weekend, right. Big, huge win for them over in, um, so we now have a top 10 showdown between the hedges on Saturday. So, um, as we can wrap a bow on Vanderbilt and then we'll be back later in the week to preview said matchup. Yep. Absolutely. Thanks, man. Uh, wish us luck for the rest of the rest of the trip. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's a, yeah. it's a comedy of errors out here for the Powell clan, but yes, I, uh, I, we're hope having the, fun. I hope the remainder of the trip is uneventful. Only, yeah. only events being fun things. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, All right, man. Awesome. Go dogs. Go dogs.